0: Satan tempts me to despair And tells me of the guilt within what is up everybody welcome to redeem meditations i am your host thomas sandow and i am a week late with this podcast and i'm really sorry about that um had some little bit of um last minute things pop up and uh you know uh at some point we can talk about those later but um yeah so i had something pop up and didn't really have time to have a lot of recording, and then um, um, had to spend my time that I usually had recording preparing for something else. But I am here now, and I'm gonna re- I'm gonna release this the day that I record it, so that I can get it out to you guys as soon as possible. And uh, hopefully, I can get another one out this week too, so we can kind of get back on track with that. But anyways. So last week we got into our we got into our covenant theology series and we kind of went over the introductions, basics, what is uh covenant theology and all that, and tried to keep it short, tried to keep it concise, tried to make sure that you guys weren't just drinking from a fire hose and not retaining a lot of things. I wanted you guys be able to hold on to these things and mull them over, think them over, things like that. But today, we start getting into the hermeneutical tools that we're going to need for covenant theology. and One might think, why do I need hermeneutical tools for covenant theology when i have heard that covenant theology is a hermeneutical tool itself it can be it is a framework with with in how you read the bible how you believe and feel scripture is is stru- structured Just like a dispensational hermeneutic has these these different dispensations, these different epochs. That in itself is not... It has a whole bunch of other... That's not just that. There's a whole bunch of other things that fall into that hermeneutical... Makeup and frame, frame, framework that they use. What's gonna, and it's the same for covenant theology. While today we're going to be talking about scope and simplicity, covenant creation and consequences, law, gospel, and history and mystery. So, these are all things that are going to help us form what our covenant theology theology is and what our what will inform and what will bring about our um your own i guess personal flavor of covenant theology so so to review covenant, a covenant is a is something that happened um, that was actually being used in ancient Semitic times of that 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 time for kings and kingdoms and lesser kings and kingdoms or servants and masters and and it was an agree- agreement that a great king or kingdom would come and and put out a covenant towards a lesser king kingdom and said that if you keep these stipulations then i will give you these blessings so that's what a covenant is and then we went over a little bit of what Covenant theology isn't, it isn't dispensationalism, of course, and it isn't New Covenant theology. It's not just, and we'll talk about that a little bit today, that it's not just a whole bunch of different covenants put put out throughout the, the, the Bible. And with that, we'll go into scope and simplicity of our covenant theology hermeneutics the scope is really some so, something that james renahan explains it as as if you're bird watching or if you're me if you're hunting okay and i have my binoculars and i can see a whole bunch of of just vast land and i can you know i i can see a whole bunch of stuff with my binoculars but if I want to zoom in on something in particular, I'm going to use a spotting scope. Now, the the, the spotting scopes, you know, some people are like, oh, those are bigger and those, those are bigger than binoculars and whatever. But what a spotting scope has the ab- ab- ability to do is pinpoint on a certain area closer than what you would find with a... Uh, binocular setup. While a binocular setup has a very wide range that it can hit, it doesn't have a very, hmm, what am I trying to say? It doesn't have a very narrow view, I guess. A little bit of detail. You can't see, you know, close up things or single things out too much it's possible, but I mean again, this is an analogy. I'm sure I'm going to get everybody. Going, no, I can see stuff through my binoculars. Like, okay, cool, cool. I get it. Just stick with the analogy, okay? What the scope does is it pinpoints things. thinks Think of a scope on a right, right, right rifle. You're not getting a lot of of like like vast landscape, but you're getting really detailed on one specific thing that's in that glass that's what scope does the scope of covenant theology kind of defies simplification and and generalizations one of the things that that, that, that we can't do in covenant theologies. We can't just see a whole bunch of individual covenants like we see with new covenant theology, it seems, or even just different epochs or dispensations. We have to see how all these individual covenants connect. It, was, it would almost be like if I gave you a map of a state and said that this is Colorado. And these are all the towns. But I didn't give you a map of any roads to show you how to get to how you get from Colorado Springs to Colorado to Earned to Colorado to Denver to Boulder to Longmont to Loveland to Fort Collins. I didn't I didn't give you any I, I didn't get, give you, there, there's no roads that show you how to do it. It just sh- says that this is where Colorado Springs is, and then this is where Niwad is, and then over here is where where Estes Park, Park is, and over here is Windsor. You know, all, all these di- di- different things, but there's no way of getting there. What Scope does is it finds those threads and those roads through the 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 covenant fit the covenants to see what what how we're getting there and what this covenant is looking forward to or telling us about God um, scope should really caution us against the the to reduction or gen- generalizations of covenants it, it it should really be how is how are these covenants getting to the new covenant? Next, we're gonna move move on to covenant creation con, con, consequences. This is where things like things start getting a little strange. So, I I gotta. I I've got to have you really bear bear with, with me on, on on this so the how we're going to se- separate this and what makes covenants stand out in creation is that creation has a natural order it it has it has trees that come up and bloom and then reaper and then set out seed reproduce it has animals that 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 come out and shed fur and eat and and mate and hibernate and birth and rut and go into heat it has it it it, it has cc se- se- seasons it has um even bigger seasons within the four se- seasons. It it has months, years, weeks, okay. What is seen as as unnat natural law or as Sam Rinahan has said it is super na natural order is or er, yeah, I got I got ahead of myself with that natural law thing. But what Sam Renahan says as supernatural order that covenants are, he explains covenants are supernatural, na- is that covenants aren't part of that natural order that God has created in nature. So let's see it like this. God makes covenant with man. God is the all-supreme, whole, 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 holy being, creator. Owes nothing to man for his obedience. In the same way, man is now sinful, but even in the gar- garden was just a created thing, not God, not glorified by, by, by body, and owes all his allegiance and all his obedience to god without anything in return that would be a na- 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 natural order of things but what covenant theology and what covenants do is that is that god says if you if you do so and so and so then you will receive the tree of life if you adam if you work the land keep it and do not eat of that tree over there do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of 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 good and evil do not eat that tree and if you work the land don't eat of that tree then you will be able to eat of the tree of life. God did not need to make that covenant with Adam. All God needed to do was set out, this is what you do. I am your master. This is what you do. And Adam need not hold his hand out and, and... expect a blessing for doing said commandments but the fact that that seems to go against what that created order would be especially in the fall covenants are seen as something that are not part of of the created or, or order and one of the ways this is split up would be in natural law which is the universal moral law or some uh reformers have said said the moral law and said the 10 command commandments um some say that the noah covenant really brings out the nat- the natural law the the moral law And then the other split would be positive law, that it's of indifferent things prescribed or proscribed for particular people, time, and place. So think about the nation of Israel and the civil law that it had. No longer is Israel bound by that civil law, even now. They don't go by that civil law. It's it was for a certain time. We as Christians do not obey the, and we are not bound. Is the biggest thing. It's not not looking at it as we don't need to obey is kind of a negative thing. But the fact that we're not bound by it anymore is how we should see it and I and I find myself falling into the we don't have to obey, obey this and a better way of putting it a positive way of, of putting it is that we are not bound by the civil and the priestly law of 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 national historic israel The next distinct, distinct, distinct ancient and tool that we have to use in our covenant theology is law gospel. Okay. This is huge. This, this, listen, those of you that just heard me say law got gospel and instantly went that's a Lutheran thing. It is not just a Lu, 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 Lutheran thing, okay? This is is exactly what what the protestant faith is is kind of all about if if um if law and gospel is is rejected then the whole protestant reformation is against rome is rejected okay if there's no distinction between law and gospel, then, then we, we've effectually just become Roman Catholic again. So what is law and gospel? Well, both are opposite paths to righteousness. So law being obeying the moral law, and the law of Mo-, Mo Moses, and of course all the civil and priestly laws too, and the laws of all the covenants as well, unto your righteousness. Gospel, on the other hand, deals with someone, namely Christ, living that righteousness and being that righteousness and imputing it giving that righteousness to us so in covenant theology or a covenant theology must give due attention to the The continuity of salvation throughout history so this is where we start getting in and some of the i mean we we kind of already saw with natural law and positive law but how some of these hermeneutics start overlapping you're going to see a lot in the next section on how those are really going to overlap each other each other but as we have seen, like through the scope of things, we need to be able to connect all of, of, of the co- 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 covenants, and they all need to be telling us something. It can't just be these standalone co- covenants. We can't just see the tree and not see the forest. We can't, and at the same time, we can't just see the forest and, and not see the main tree, the main deal, <clears throat> the thing that is so special in the forest and what covenant theology seeks to do in or should seek to do a good covenant theology should seek to to prove a continuity of salvation throughout all of scripture this is where a lot of other systems fail because it's almost as if the requirements for salvation have have changed they have they've changed over covenants they've changed over time that god has had different requirements for salvation but romans 4 says that it is by faith and in christ always that Abraham was saved by faith in looking towards the promises. And so look at it th- th- this way that that the Old Testament saints saints were saved by faith in what was to come and we are saved by faith by what has already been done. Uh I I said some so, something a little bit ago with a group of men uh spe- speaking on John uh, 15 uh, uh, verses 1 through 11 and speaking of the third verse in there where jesus tells the disciples that you have already been cleansed and saying that that they they had been cleansed on credit and uh yeah that uh that kind of hit home and and it was it was a little bit of a thing i didn't have it in my notes or anything i just kind of said it and uh, and all the guys kind of kind of got a little little good chuckle out of that. I wonder if uh, wonder if some of those preachers are going to steal that or something. But <laughs> I'm not mad at it. But they all of covenant theology needs to show that salvation in this covenant is gained through faith in Christ. And now you might say, well, well, how did, how, how, how did it, How did Abraham know that there was going to be, be a promised, that there was going to be Christ? Well, uh, uh, one of the things we need to understand is that, that though Abraham was a pagan, when God called him, he had to have known because of oral tradition there. The, the, uh, the, whatever, whatever, the, the rhetoric, the story of redemption, the story of scripture. He had to have known about creation and Adam and Eve and, the, and the, 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 the trees and sin coming into the world, which means he would have known of a promised child to crush the head of the serpent. So while Abraham was promised land and chil children that would be a blessing to all na- nations he would have also had the knowledge that this child was yes going to be his child 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 and it was going to multiply more numerous than the sands of 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 the of the of the ocean and the stars in the sky but also that this blessing that would have happen would number one be Israel that would share or supposed to share the knowledge of God throughout through throughout the world (coughs) or the promised land But number two, and most important, is that Abraham was looking forward to this child that would be a blessing to all nations. Not just his nation, all nations, Jew and Gentile. Okay, And that brings us to history and mystery. All of our covenant theology must be mindful of the mystery of Christ and salvations for all people. Now, what is a mystery? Now, obviously, we kind of have this kind of unveiling that a mystery is, oh, it's mystical and we don't know what it is. Actually, we do know what a mystery is. That's why we call it a mystery. A mystery is something that was previously veiled that we had no idea was there or else we would have had no name for it. It was something that was previously veiled and is now unveiled. So, even though there were those that had the knowledge of Christ and the nations being saved, as a whole, we can see in Israel, and we can see that the way that the disciples talked about things in acts where they said, when are you going to establish Jerusalem again? And then even how the Pharisees and the Sadducees were acting because they were extreme. Um, you know, you guys think American and and uh, Christian nationalists or whatever, whatever you want to call 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 them are like bad. Now they hold nothing to how To how the pharisees and the and and the sadducees saw themselves and how they felt like that because they were god's chosen people that they were going to be, be be the ones that would rise up and be the conquering nation of all and all this stuff but obviously that's not what jesus was talking about and i think if you look through the old testament sometimes you see in you know you don't see a whole bunch of gentiles coming into the fold of 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 the hebrews however those that you do see they honor god in exemplary ways that I can't say for a lot of Jewish people. I I mean Ruth is the number one example that I have of that is that she grabs Naomi and says that my God that your God is my God and your people are now my people. Saying damned be the gods that I used to worship and forget about my people. I worship and glorify your God and his people whom he is in covenant with are now my people. I think we could be hard pressed outside of David and Psalmist and Solomon to find... Find more glorifying words to God. Maybe Moses. But so the mystery of Christ, seen especially in if he features in in Colossians and then Romans. I mean, Romans is like the whole unveiling of of Paul talking about. I mean, this is a magnum opus of him talking about the mystery of of god in the mystery of christ and his his co- covenant and the salvations for all peoples jew and gentile and that the true jewish people the true israel are those whom god has circumcised the heart and made covenant with and has given the seal of regeneration given the seal of the holy spirit so Yes, that 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 is, and you you can see how how all these things start. I mean, they 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 do they they overlap each other, and that's that's pretty much. You're gonna find that in a lot of theology, and you kind of find that the theology that doesn't have different things and different hermeneutics overlapping itself and supporting itself is a weak foundation. Suicide, or Suicide. Why did that just come out of my mouth? is a (laughs) is a is a weak foundation theology and should probably be seen more as speculation than actual theology or doctrine so guys that's what i got i'm really sorry for you know, uh, some of the production, it did have a little bit of uh, production, and I'm going to have to go through and do some editing, so that's going to be a little bit of extra time we got going on with this, but, um, yeah, I'm really sorry for not releasing when I said I was going to, and all that, but I'm releasing now, and I hope you like this episode, guys, um, uh, Redeem Meditations has its own store now, and we got we got mugs we got hoodies shirts we even got onesies got some new uh new logo new new design stuff have one especially for uh for for the late ladies it's got a rose some nice script on uh, on it guys if you would go uh go to my um go go to my link tree in either my personal page or the redeemed meditations page and check out the store if there's anything you like in it even a little bit uh i don't think the stuff is too unreasonably unre- re- priced, but that helps support me it helps support the show to get stuff out 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 there and you know well, it's the thing <laughs> it keeps the lights on so yeah um, um on top off of that i uh, still got a patreon and we are down to two patreons again so so yeah but it's all good uh still still lo- love the guys that supported me uh even when I wasn't putting out material and stuff and uh, don't blame some of them for le- leaving so oh man thanks for sitting through this guys and uh and listen to me li- listen to me yak about stuff okay until next time guys forgive